All right. Back with the NFC North. Stoney, get us rolling with the odds. Yeah, so we got the Detroit Lions in the year 2023 as the favorites of the NFC North. Aaron Rodgers is out of town. The Lions are the favorites at plus 145. The Vikings, after their crazy hot streak last year, are plus 270. The Jordan Love-led Packers are plus 350. And the Chicago Bears are plus 420. Looking at win totals, the Lions are at 9.5. Vikings are at 8.5. And and the Packers and Bears are both at 7.5. My initial thought on this division, uh, looking at the Lions plus 145, I do think it's fair that they are the favorites. I think that on paper, they probably do have the best uh, collective group of talent. I think that you saw them support Jared Goff very well last year, and he was pretty efficient. He had a lot of good games. Uh, Counting stats turned out to be very solid last year. Had a really good year. I think that it'll be pretty easy to replicate uh, his success on offense this year. And that's not really my question with the team. I'm a, I'm pretty concerned with the defense. They were horrendous last year, especially against the run, and added a couple secondary pieces, but didn't really fix their main issue in that front seven. Aiden Hutchinson's a good player who can get after the quarterback, but I'm still concerned about their ability to stop the run. And so I think that this is one of the most wide-open divisions that we have in football. And so looking at I – w- I, um, I wouldn't be interested in plus 145 at all. I think the line should be the favorite, but there's no way that I would take them at those odds. Yeah. Looking at the Vikings, this is a team that, yes, they won over the 12-13 games last year. Kurt Cousins was awesome. Uh, Justin Jefferson, probably the best receiver in football. But – I think there's a lot of regression coming. And you can see that the books have already baked that in. They're at eight and a half. They won some ridiculous, like, 10 out of 11, one-score games last year. Every game came down to the wire, and they found a way to win. I have gone ahead and placed under eight and a half. Now, it's very juicy the over, which is why, sure, I think they probably win eight or nine games. Um, I would lean eight more than nine, but if you're going to give me, I believe it was plus 115 is what it is at FanDuel. If you're going to give me that much plus money to the under on eight and a half, I'm going to take it. Look, the defense is in shambles. They traded away their best edge rusher, uh, the Darius Smith, to the Browns, and the defense is just going to be awful. It's going to be a bunch of shootouts back and forth, 38-35 type thing. They'll have a It'll be a lot of fun to watch their games, but I think that every game they play in is pretty much going to be a coin flip, and I think that's kind of baked in with the eight and a half. But because of the juice, I'm going to take the under at eight and a half. I played that for half a unit. Um, I like it pretty much all the way to even. I wouldn't, you know, if it even itself out to where it's minus one ten, minus one ten, I might leave it alone. But I play under eight and a half all the way to kind of even with the Packers. I just don't really see why they are favored to win the division over the Bears. When you look at the team, like Jordan loves the big unknown. We don't really know what we're getting there, but I will say this. The Packers have watched him for, I believe it's three years now in practice. 
and all they did was kind of sign him to like this one year, $14 million extension. So it's not like the team is really invested in him. They can kind of, there's a world where the Packers are really bad this year. They can get out from love and draft another quarterback and restart their uh, franchise. And so they do have a pretty good uh, squad around him. The defense was supposed to be really good last year. Kind of got banged up. Jair Alexander, a couple of their edge guys got banged up. So their defense should be pretty good. Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, pretty good one-two punch. Don't really know what we have with the receivers. Christian Watson kind of broke out at the end of last year, but he's not a high-target guy to where Jordan Love can just key in on him all game. He's more of a downfield threat. So I think they're going to really need that number one kind of underneath middle of the field to take over to kind of make Jordan Love feel comfortable and take that next step. It's going to be interesting to see their pace of play. Aaron Rodgers likes to go slow call shots at the line of scrimmage. I think they're going to run more up-tempo, so it's going to be interesting to see how that dynamic works out. I'm kind of just staying off the Packers as a whole right now. I think seven and a half is about right. Sure, I could see this team win eight games. I could see them win like five games. It wouldn't shock me, but the division's not great to where, sure, they probably end up around that six, seven, eight win, so I'm going to leave them alone. We get to the Chicago Bears, who I think are by far the best value in this division, and I'll kind of say why. So you're looking at Third-year quarterback, Justin Fields. Everyone's projecting a big step forward for Trevor Lawrence. I think Justin Fields is a step down talent-wise, but he is an absolute stud. Like, there's no reason why this kid can't be a top-10 NFL quarterback. Um, So I think he takes a big step forward. They bring in DJ Moore, which is huge. Justin Fields finally has a true number-one receiver that he can lock into on that third and ten. Not a great play is called. He can go to DJ Moore and trust him just to win his route one on one, and that is, it's uh, you can't you can't say how big of a deal that is going to be for Justin Fields that he just has a guy that he can just trust to go make a play, just throw the ball in his vicinity, and DJ Moore can come down with it. And he hasn't had that in year one or year two. Second year with the OC, which will be big. First year was a little choppy. They bring in a new OC. You saw the flashes and the big plays. This is the year where it's like, hey, Fields has got to put it all together. I'm all in on the Bears. I've got them over 7.5. I've got their plus 420 for the division. And right when the lines came out back in February, I got them at 45-1 to one to win the NFC, 80-1 to one to win the Super Bowl. Do I think they win the Super Bowl? Absolutely not. But here's kind of my reason. I think they're live to win this division. And it's like, hey, if you can give me a team that's got a home playoff game and I've got an 80-1 to ticket on Super Bowl, 45-1 to ticket on the NFC, say they can win their home playoff game, you're in the divisional round, that's a great ticket to have. So I don't think that I'm going to be counting on the ticket to win, but it's like, hey, if they can even get one round into the playoffs, that's an easy ticket to get out of and make some profits. So that's kind of where I am with that. Uh, but, yeah, I to recap, I'm all in on the Bears. I would kind of stay away from the Lions. If anything, I would lean under nine and a half. I'm taking the under on the Vikings, and the Packers are kind of stay away with Jordan Love being a big unknown. So, Nate, where are you at with the NFC North? I know you're a Bears fan. Let's hear about how Justin Fields is the best quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, bear down, dude. Um, so, yeah, the Bears are going to be great. I'll get to that at some point. Um, I think the Lions are good. I think – there's a reason that they're favored to win the division. I think there's a reason that 
their win total is nine and a half, juice to the over. Um, I think they're good. Obviously, their offense was outstanding last year, which is weird because that's kind of opposite of their head coach's mantra. Um, so right. I, I do think that their defense gets better. Um, but the only thing is, the only thing with the Lions, I think they have the talent. I think they have the playmakers. I think Jared Goff is good. Don't think he's great, but I think he's good. The only thing is, they had the worst first-round draft pick in the draft. I mean, it was awful. Like, you you take Jameer Gibbs in a running back room where you just signed David Montgomery, and you don't really need... You know, I guess if you're thinking... Like, if it's like it's a can't-miss running back, I get it. But it was a stretch. Um, that draft pick baffled me. Um, yep. I know... They got better in some spots, um, but they didn't take like huge leaps. Um, but they're a good football team, and I think if you're really looking at it, I think they should win the division, um, and I think they will. I again, I would consider taking plus one forty-five. I know you're off of it. I would consider it, but I don't think I will. Um, with I the think vi- it'd have to be like plus two hundred. Like yeah, I'd be in. Like, I get it. Yeah. I, I could see putting money on them to win the division. I don't hate it. I just think plus 145 is a little short. Yeah, um, it is a little short. I would definitely, you know, plus 175, I think that'd be where sure. I would play it. Um, the Vikings. I think the Vikings are going to take a big step backwards. I know that everyone else also thinks about it. Um, but I just don't think that this team is good enough to win this division this year. And that might be wild. They won 13 games, but let's look at the 13 games they won, right? You take away their win at Buffalo, which was a great win. All right. Like we will game of the year. Uh, Kirk Cousins was awesome. Justin Jefferson showed he's the best receiver in the league, right? But you look at some of these wins. The greatest comeback in NFL history was against the Colts, and they had to yep. go take them to overtime. Um, they How do you get down 30 to the Colts? Right. They beat the Jets with Mike White by five. Um, they let an anemic offense with Mac Jones put 26 of them and push them to the brink. Um, they let Arizona put 26 on them. Uh, they beat the Bears twice, and the Bears were bad. Um... They beat the Saints by three. Uh, like, it's just, they weren't, like, this dominant 13 and 14. It was like, they just kind of ran into a bunch of more wins than they should have really gotten. And so when people were seeing, oh, their win total is eight and a half. Like, and I think eight and a half is about right. I don't know if I would play the under. But we will get to the best bets. But let's just say the Minnesota Vikings are not making the playoffs. And I think you can get good value there. Um, the Packers. I don't want to talk about him, but I will. Uh, Jordan Love sucks. He's never going to be good at football. Um, I think they're in shambles now that 12's gone. Uh, I do not think whatsoever it's a Favre to Rodgers type thing with Jordan Love. I think there is no evidence of that. I know people are like, oh, look at this this crossing route where he hit Devontae Adams three years ago when Aaron Rodgers had a sore thumb. It's like, 
Yeah, if I was throwing to Devontae Adams, I could probably hit him on a crossing route and hit him for 25. I, I just, it's like, Jordan Love's not good, you know? And people can say, oh, he might not be bad. He's not going to be good. Now, I think they have a decent roster around him, obviously. Um, you know, I think they have a good defense. I think they have a culture. But at the end of the day, 12's not their quarterback anymore, and I don't think they're going to be that good. Um I think that under 7.5 does have value, especially I think I'm right where you can get plus odds for that, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, I, plus I don't, 100. Yeah, plus 100, I think I think that's not bad. Because um, just straight up Jordan Love's not going to be good. All right. <clears throat> the Chicago Bears. are going to be a good football team. Now, am I a delusional fan, and am I going to say that we're going to win the Super Bowl? No. But, Justin Fields in his third year, his second year with Luke Getze, Luke Getze has proven that he can be a good play caller when Justin Fields is comfortable. There were times at the beginning of last year where they were like, you're holding Justin Fields back. But there was a mini-buy in between the Thursday night football game with Washington in that Monday night game in New England. And we saw what happened. They let Justin Fields get loose. Justin Fields diced up a Bill Belichick defense. And he showed not only what Justin can do, but what Luke Getze can do as an offensive play caller. Um, You fleece the Carolina Panthers. You get a bunch of picks. And you get DJ Moore, who is a legit number one receiver. Um, Not only does that help, Justin Fields as far as a guy to look to every single play or if he's in trouble. That's what everybody's going to talk about, being DJ Moore's the one he can look to. But that allows Darnell Mooney to not have to be a one. And Darnell Mooney is not a wide receiver one in the NFL. He's just not. Great point. He is a quick slot receiver who can beat teams up the seam. That is who he is. He'll, he'll throw a couple slants in there and get loose, but he's not a one. And with DJ Moore taking defenders away from Darnell Mooney, I think Darnell Mooney shows that he's a great wide receiver too, and I think I think we extend him. That also allows say what you want about Chase Claypool, but he's going to get a couple possession catches. He's going to go up and get a few deep balls when they're quadruple team in DJ Moore. You know, like it allows for the rest of the offense to flow, and it also allows. For I think probably one of the top three or four players on our team, Cole Komet, to also have freedom in what he's doing. I think Cole Komet's outstanding. He showed that last year. He had five straight games with a touchdown. You know, I think Cole Komet's another playmaker. Um, you know, I think Khalil Herbert is going to be just as efficient or more efficient than David Montgomery was. Um, I think any running running back is going to be good when you're running a zone read with Justin Fields and the DN can't crash but the defense is something that we're going to have to see about I think you know your secondary has leaders like Eddie Jackson Jalen Johnson you got a stud young guy Jaquan Brisker I think you have Kyler Gordon I think you have some playmakers um obviously TJ Edwards um and Tremaine Edmonds being Big linebackers. I think our linebacker core might be the best unit on our team, um, which obviously helps the front seven. Our defensive front needs help. Um, obviously, our 
Ryan Poles did a great job of going to get guys, um, but he kind of he didn't really find his fit with his pass rushers. Um, but we'll see how that ends up. Matt Eberflus being a defensive-minded coach, I think he can sure some of that up with scheme. Um, I saw a lot about them possibly getting an edge. Do you think that's still a realistic chance before we've won? I just think that's. I think the clock's running out. Like I don't. Maybe yeah. a month ago, I'm like, yeah. Um, you know, there was a bunch of rumors about Chase Young being a trade guy, right. but I think the closer and closer we get, I think it's less likely. Um, yeah. And then you know, offensive line, um, Braxton Jones. People don't realize he was really good last year as a fifth round rookie. And then you have some vets. You have Tevin Jenkins, who's who was good. And then you have Darnell Wright, who was a top ten draft pick, who I think is going to be really good. But um, obviously, if you can't tell by now, Chicago Bears um, are my squad, and we're going to be great this year, and we're going to win 9 to 11 games and make a run. Um, yeah, I think that's my take on NFC North. All right. Um, let me – yeah, I think I think the important thing there was the O-line. I think the O-line should improve. That should get fields tied, but also should secure that – that running game can still be the bread and butter of Khalil Herbert, Justin Fields. And also I think um, Deontay Foreman has shown great things. Carolina and going back two years ago when he had to take over for the Titans when Henry went down, yeah. he's been really good the last few years. So I think he's a good player. I also I think Roshan, Roshan Johnson. Roshan Johnson, don't know yeah. if they'll use. Don't know how much he'll get used rookie year, but I think he's a good player too. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this with the Bears. Okay. Um, I assume you're on there over seven and a half wins, correct? thousand percent. Yeah. And so if you're taking them over seven and a half, you've got to think there's a decent shot they make the playoffs. Yeah. Let me ask you this. If they make the playoffs after going, what, what do they have, two wins last year? Three and 14. Three and 14. If they go from three and 14 to a playoff team, there's going to be a great argument. Do you think instead of taking the Bears for even the division or even to make the playoffs, do you think it's worth the lottery ticket of taking Matt Eberflus at plus 1,200 to win Coach of the Year? Because the more I looked into it, you know, there can be other great stories in the NFL. There could be, you know, if the Denver Broncos go 13-4 and four and Sean Payton turns Russell Wilson proud of it, but yeah, he's a shoe-in for Coach of the Year. But... I think if the Chicago Bears can even get to nine and eight, I don't think they have to win the division. If they can get to nine and eight and be like the sixth seed, I think Matt Eberflus is going to be in that top two or three for Coach of the Year just because of the win improvement, which has kind of been a big thing with Coach of the Year. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, um, I'll be honest. It kind of took me uh, for surprise when I saw his name, but again, if you think about it. Um, I don't think it's a bad look, um, especially with the jump that we could very well take with an improved roster, easier schedule. I mean, everything we just talked about. Um, I think there. I don't think it has to be. I don't think it has to be wins over expectation as far as the win total. I think yeah. if they can win nine games, the argument's going to be look they gained six games from last year. Correct. I think that's where the key is. Like, you're starting from three wins. Correct. Um, 
Yeah, I think it's a decent look. Um, yeah, I think you win nine games, and he's definitely in the conversation. If you win ten games, he's the front runner by a lot, I would think. Um, especially taking right. a team who's in shambles, three wins. Yeah, I mean that's interesting. Um, I kind of just, just because if you're gonna roll the dice with the lottery ticket of plus four twenty to win the division, you probably got to win ten games to yeah. get there. Right. If the Bears win ten games, why not put a little bit of the four twenty money and put it onto the plus twelve hundred for deeper points? Yeah. Just a thought. Yeah, I think yeah, um, that definitely would make sense. I was actually curious. Um, I hadn't even looked at this. For us to just make the playoffs, um, it's plus 172. Yeah. Plus 172 on FanDuel. And the thing is, if you look at it as like a team that went 3 and 14 last year, it's plus 172 to make the playoffs. You're like, that is not enough value. But like, if you look at the NFC, like, there's like three teams that I'm like, oh yeah, they're going to make the playoffs. And the rest, it's like, who knows? Like, the Cowboys are a team that's like, yeah, they should win, like, 10, 11 games, but they could win nine games. Um, I think the Saints or the Falcons, um, maybe the Panthers, I doubt it. I think they win nine games, win their division. Um, and then you have the 49ers, and then you have, like, the Seahawks, and then the Giants, and then the Bears, or whoever's second in the North kind of competing for two spots there. And I think you're pretty much betting. It's pretty much taking over eight and a half wins for. Well, I was about to say that over eight and a half is plus 165. Yeah. So so you're pretty much taking over eight and a half wins for plus 172 is pretty much what you're saying. Yeah. Because eight and nine getting in is very unlikely. Right. But I think nine, I I think nine and eight in the NFC and you're in. I think. Agreed. Now, Agreed. there could be five teams at 9-8, and eight, but I think, um, yeah, I think nine wins a year in the playoff in the NFC, especially with, you know, the NFC South kind of, I think they're all just going to be beating up on each other. Um, but, yeah, I kind of, I all like. Right, so let's rein it in. What? Okay. Uh, you talked a lot about the Bears. You think the Lions should be the favorites. For sure. Didn't really have you leaned under on the Packers and kind of where even on the Vikings, kind of where they are. If yeah. you had three bets today on the NFC North, what would that look like? So yeah, three bets um, with as much um, or with the least amount of bias as I can find. I do think Bears over seven and a half. No matter how you look at this division, has to be. The best bet because you're not laying a lot of juice. You know, you're not laying a lot of juice for a team that got a lot better with an easy schedule to win eight games. And I think that's a great bet. Um, I alluded to this earlier. Um, Vikings to not make the playoffs is minus 128. I am gladly going to lay that juice. I did not think the Vikings make the playoffs. I okay, think... let me let me ask you a quick question. Yeah. Because you just talked about how if you don't think they make the playoffs and you think nine wins gets in, yeah. do you think it's worth, because I took Vikings under eight and a half at plus 115. You're having to lay minus 128. Do you think it's worth 43 cents for the 
scenario that the Vikings go nine and eight but lose in a tiebreaker situation and get in. That's pretty much the difference. Wow, what a numbers question. But I think I would that would be kind it's of the real scenario. So yeah, that's the route I would take, I think. Okay. Um because I think it saves you a little bit. Um with tiebreakers, it kind of saves you. But um yeah, I think there's two sides to look at that. I think you could I think you could take either one. Um, yeah. obviously plus money at under eight and a half, it's the same thing. Um but yeah. Uh, my third bet is going to reference kind of how you looked at Jalen Hurts. That's how I'm looking at Justin Fields. Um, okay. Justin Fields to win MVP. There will be some bias in this one. But you look at the teams he's playing. You look at some of the games. I know that I think our defense will be a little improved, but we're not going to make crazy. What did you get him at? It's plus 2,000 right now. Yep. I got him a while ago. I'm going to have to look back at that. I got him on DraftKings in probably maybe right after the Super Bowl at plus 3,300. Do you still like it at plus 2,000? I do like it at plus 2,000 because here's the thing. I think the games that are 50-50 for us, we're going to have to win with our offense, and it's going to be on his shoulders, and he's going to have to put up some crazy numbers. I think there's a world where he puts up video game numbers and we go 10-7 and seven or 9-8, and eight, and he's the sole reason we make the playoffs. And because of the storyline of such a big jump and this and that and Maybe if we sneak to the vision, I think he's the most valuable player in the league. And I think at plus 2,000, I think you can take that flyer and have it in your back pocket and be like, hey. It's kind of the, the Jalen Hurts a little bit of like, he could put up some stupid numbers against some of these NFC teams, some of these weaker yeah. teams. Uh, he doesn't have a great defense, so he's going to have to put up 35 points to win a couple games. Sure. Um, uh, definitely like it with the odds I got in February. Also, uh, but with the you know DJ Moore, obviously the the number isn't what it was. But I still think two thousand is good enough to take a look at it. Yeah. Um. So for my three bets, yeah, I think I think if you're able to get a. 30 to 1, 25 to 1 on fields. I think it's worth pulling the trigger. Personally, at plus 2,000, I would stay off. I think it's about where it should be. Just looking at the guys around him, uh, it's not really Fields' performance. It's more the Bears' win total is 7.5. Even if we're high on them, Bayes expects him to win 7.5 games. And so if they win 7 and 8 games, I don't think he has a shot to win MVP. They're going to have to have an outlier season of nine, ten wins. Probably ten wins, I think, at a minimum, for him to truly win the award. And so I think that's kind of what you're having to bet on is more of also a bet on the Bears as a team. So I think plus 2,000 is about right, but um, I think you got a great take of a 33-1. to one. For my three bets for the NFC North, I will be joining you on Bears over seven and a half. Look, I've got this team projected for just over eight wins, between eight and eight and a half wins. I think their schedule is favorable. 
I think they're going to have a lot of coin flip games, and so that's where I am having to project that this team does take a step forward. But I think if they do that, I think this division is very gettable. There's not a single divisional game they will go into that I don't think they can win, which is a big thing. There's a lot of teams that the Cardinals aren't going to go to San Fran and win. I right. think the Bears could go into Detroit and win 38-35. to 35. I do not think there's a game they cannot win in their division, which yeah. is huge. Um, so I'm going to take over seven and a Seven and a half. I think there's a lot of outcomes here, and I think most of them are eight and above. So that's kind of where I am at with that. I'm going to take – you talked about Vikings not making the playoffs. I pitched my 43-cent argument. I'm a numbers guy over here. I'm going to take under eight and a half before 115. <laughs> if, um, you know, they could win nine games. That That's on the table. Kirk Cousins, good player. It's a good offense. We're both out on the Vikings. I'm going to choose to take the slightly more aggressive route and say if they're not going to make the playoffs, which I'm with, which I am with you on, I think they're going to win eight games or less. So I'm going to take the Vikings under eight and a half for reasons we talked about. And then the third one would come down to some sort of Bears long shot. And I brought it up as a question, but the more I've looked at it, I'm going to take a small amount of money on Matt Eberflus to be coached the year 12 to one. It kind of here's why. So, you're pretty much tripling the odds of the Bears to win the division. And I think if the Bears win the division, there's a greater than 33% chance that Eberflus is coach of the year. Um, I think if they win the division, it's probably going to be 50-50 if he wins it. And so, I think you're getting a little bit of value there for what I think would have to happen for him to be in the running anyways. And... You can look at Fields 20-1 to 1 for MVP, but it's like there's so many other great candidates. If Fields could have a great year and go 10-7, and 7, but it's like if the Eagles go 13-4 and 4 and Hurts outstats him, they're going to give it to Hurts. Yeah. So I think that Eberflus is the long shot for the Bears that I want to take because it factors in last year and how much they're going to improve, which is what we're really banking on. It's not just Justin Fields' stats this year versus all the other quarterbacks. Yeah. So I think because their floor was so low last year, the bar, they can increase it by so much. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put probably a quarter of a unit. I'm gonna do that right now. So I'm gonna put a quarter of a unit on Eberflus, coach of the year at plus twelve hundred. I would take it really anything above plus one thousand. All right. So, so before you move, before you move to your next one. Here's some context, and here's some history. In 2017, okay, the Chicago Bears went 5-11, and 11, okay? The next year, there was a man hired to lead the Chicago Bears named Matt Nagy. In two, and he was the second shortest odds to win Coach of the Year, and that's the same as Eberflus, right? The next year, they had a seven-game jump, went 12-4, and four, and Matt Nagy won Coach of the Year. All right, it's right there. Talk about history, I mean, dude. I don't know if they're going to win 12 games, but it's like, yes. Yeah, well, like, seven-game seven game jump is seven-game jump is 10 wins, dude. Yep. No, I think it's – the eyes are on the Bears. Like, this is a – team that the media wants to be good. Chicago's a big sports town. Justin Fields is a polarizing player. I think I think people want the Bears to be good. Like I think the media will be on their side. Like, I know it's awards specifically. The media does matter. 
And I think if Justin Fields takes the jump, he's going to get credit. But I think if it results in Bears wins, I think the coach is also going to get a good deal of credit. So yeah, yeah I'm going to play. I'm going to play 12, plus twelve hundred as my long shot for the Bears. Yeah, I love it. I love it. But uh, yeah, that's our three best bets from the NFC North. Kind of dove into what we think for um, each team. Nate's going with Bears over seven and a half. Vikings to not make the playoffs, and Justin Fields at twenty to one to win MVP. He got thirty three to one, but he is still co-signing it at twenty to one. And I'm going with Bears over seven and a half, Vikings under eight and a half, and Matt Eberflus, the Chicago Bears head coach, to be coach of the year at twelve to one. Uh, catch us next time. We're going to be going over the NFC South, and yeah, we will see y'all then. Adios.